This is a podcast from Camden Community Radio. For more information and to volunteer, email info at ccradio.org. Hello, I'm Aishen Sawyer. I'm a family law solicitor at Wilson Solicitors LLP in Tottenham, where I practice all areas of family law, including financial settlements, child arrangements, injunctions or divorce. In particular, one of the areas of my practice is prenuptial agreements. Historically, prenuptial agreements are not legally binding in the courts. However, decisions made by the court in recent times, coupled with changes to matrimonial family law in relation to financial settlements, the fact that prenuptial agreements are legally binding in many countries around the world, and the fact that we've changed our own laws in relation to civil partnerships so that civil partners could make their own arrangements, have meant that the courts are more prepared to bear weight to a prenuptial agreement if the parties have gone to the trouble of organising their affairs before they get married. In order to ensure that the prenuptial agreement is upheld by the court, there are certain things that must be done beforehand. First of all, the parties must each receive independent legal advice, so each of you must go to your own solicitor. There must be full and frank disclosure of each other's assets, so each of you must disclose to the other that you know the extent of your matrimonial affairs, your bank accounts, any capital assets you might have. And finally, there must be no element of duress in entering into this agreement. So it must be that the parties have entered into the agreement of their own free will. And ordinarily, we would prefer that these arrangements, these contracts are entered into at least 21 days before the wedding. Ultimately, in order for the prenuptial agreement to be upheld by a court, Not only must the characteristics, as I've explained, be established, the agreement itself must be fair. If it's an unfair agreement to one party or another, then the court is unlikely to uphold it. And ultimately, this is why each of the parties must receive independent legal advice, because a solicitor will be able to advise each of you on the implications of entering into that agreement for you, whether the document is fair and so the court is likely to uphold it. And if you don't have a prenuptial agreement, what you would be given up in terms of how the court would deal with your finances on separation or divorce in the absence of a prenuptial agreement. So in order to enter into a prenuptial agreement, I would approach a solicitor to draft it for you to ensure that the terms that you require are actually the terms that are included in this document. The solicitor would draft it, would send it to you to approve, would explain to you the meanings of it. And once both parties are entirely happy with that document, would explain to you how to go about executing it in the presence of a witness. And then the solicitor must then certify that they have provided the advice to the client. I usually execute these documents four times so that each of the solicitors retains a copy on their file and each of the parties receives an original prenuptial agreement for themselves. If you have any questions on prenuptial agreements or any other matters relating to family law, please email me at admin at ccradio.org. Please mark it for my attention, Aishen Sawyer, or tweet at ccradio. Thank you. You are listening to a podcast from Camden Community Radio. www.ccradio.org. Thank you.